You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. It is Crystal Iram here. I'm a relationship coach for smart, successful, spiritual women. And I wanted to hop on to talk about something. I'm currently running a Date Like a Duchess series, and I had this hit of inspiration to talk about something. So here's one of the things to understand about what makes a commoner a commoner versus a duchess. And that is that there's a lack of self-acceptance, a lack of self-love, a lack of certainty around herself and who she is. A duchess knows who she is. She's very, very strong in it. And her certainty about herself, her certainty that she gets to have love creates a calm around her. It creates a very strong, calm energy that's magnetic. It's extremely attractive to people. And so when you can shift into that, it's like everything changes. So here's one of the things that comes up when people start to recognize that there are ways that they've been acting like a commoner and are sort of ready to make that change into more of that duchess energy. And that is this acceptance of yourself. So here's what I mean by this. Everybody has things about themselves that they do not like, that they do not like, that they think will keep them from having the kind of love, the kind of relationship that they really desire. And this can totally range. For some people, it's a physical thing. You know, they think there's something about my nose that no one is going to like. They think I'm too overweight. I can't possibly have love when I'm like this. So people have different things in terms of physical But for a lot of people, there are things that are about their personality as well. There's something about my personality that I know is such a turnoff. And, you know, one of the ways that you know that this could be one of those things for you that's sort of keeping you from that full self-acceptance is that it's triggering for you. If someone points it out to you, you feel triggered. You want to defend yourself. You want to tell them why they're wrong. But it feels like something. It sort of makes you feel a little cringe or you feel a charge and you're just like, don't, don't say that. That's not true. And it's like the charge is coming because it is partially true. You believe that it's true. It may not be true, but there's a part of you that is buying into it, a part of you that really believes it. So, you know, it's because like you can think about it. Like if someone says something to you and there's no part of you that believes it, you don't feel anything, right? It's just sort of like, mm, okay. I hear you, but wrong. So I'm going to keep it moving. Like there's nothing about it where you feel like I need to defend myself. I need to explain why I'm not that. It's just like, that is not true. If you think that, then enjoy. Like if someone said to me, Crystal, you're really mannish. Like you just kind of look like a man. I like there's, there's, I don't believe that. So I would just be like, okay, (laughs) interesting. Thanks for sharing your observation. There's nothing about that that would trigger me. 
But if I'm feeling like I'm a little bit out of shape and someone's like, oh, have you maybe lost weight? That that might get me. Or, you know, if someone says, oh, you did you cut your hair recently? And I haven't cut my hair. I've been growing my hair out. So that could trigger me. So you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not that someone is necessarily saying something that is inherently mean or wrong or insulting. It's only a trigger because of how you feel about it. So if someone's saying to me, did you cut your hair when I'm trying to grow my hair out? It's like, why are you saying that? Does my hair look, does my hair look shorter? You see what I'm saying? So that's sort of how you can recognize if it's, if it's a little bit of a trigger. With your personality, there are things that may come up where, you know, if someone points it out, the same sort of thing. So for me, for example, one of them would be like, I can get a little bit like lazy physically. I'm a Taurus. So like <laughs> I can get a little bit lazy. Like if I'm going somewhere, like I exercise, I like to be active. I like to exercise. But if it's unforeseen, like if I don't know, then I can get kind of irritated by it. So for example, if I'm going somewhere and someone's like, oh, it's like a five minute walk, but then it ends up being a 30 minute walk. I'll get pretty testy about it. And, you know, so someone might be like, what's your problem? Like you're being so lazy. And then I could get really triggered by that because I'm like, well, I'm not lazy. That's not it. Like I just like to know, but there's a part of me that maybe does feel like I'm a little bit lazy. So this is just to give some context for what I'm going to have you sort of address in yourself. So, you know, what happens is that when we have these things about ourselves that we don't like, that we feel offended when someone notices, when we feel a little bit triggered, then that is a part of yourself that you're unwilling to accept. So a commoner has a lot of those things. This is what makes people feel really insecure when they have a lot of aspects of themselves that they want to keep hidden, that they don't want to admit to, that they don't want people to see. And this is really problematic because it creates not just walls, it can cause us to create walls, but it also creates a lot of insecurity and a really sort of fragile ego, like a fragile sense of self where people feel like they could say something and you're going to, you're going to be really offended or really hurt. There's like this level of sensitivity that's a little bit harder to deal with. And when it comes to, you know, attracting a mate, a really high quality partner, the more sure of yourself you are, the higher quality person you can attract. Because the feminine is the magnet. The feminine is the energy that calls in the other energy. And so when you can feel really good about yourself, when you feel really sure of who you are and what you have to offer, and you really are accepting yourself fully, it's sort of raising the bar. It raises your standards in terms of what you can call in. So no one is going to get to a place where they're perfect. Like everyone is going to always have some things that they don't love about themselves. But it's not that you have to love every single thing about yourself. It's about having an acceptance where it's not so sensitive that it's hard to get around because that's when we create a really huge facade where we sort of are blocking people from actually getting to know who we are and like what's real for us. So the way that you sort of move past this, this is like a hack that allows you to just like that sort of up level. And that's by getting clear on what those things are and starting to accept them. 
So what happens is that we have all these things about ourselves that we don't like, and we try to keep them hidden. So instead of having someone say something to you and feeling triggered and recognizing there's this aspect of myself that I'm not accepting, we just try to deny it. We try to push it away. Well, that's not true. That's not me. We try to defend ourselves. We're trying to defend ourselves, but while we're defending ourselves, we're pushing away this one part of ourselves. So it's like you can't fully accept yourself when you're pushing away this one thing that you don't like about who you are, about the way that you are. And you overcome that by just allowing it. It's it's not that you have to love it. It's just that you have to accept and allow it. You have to be able to acknowledge these aspects of yourself that you don't like. And this is going to be a a progress. This isn't necessarily something that you're going to do once and then be done with because there's probably more than one thing about yourself that you don't love. Um, And that's okay. It's like I consciously do this and I still have things where it's like I can get triggered or I can be very sensitive about it. But the awareness is a big step. It's really the starting point because as you get that awareness, it's easier to start accepting those things. So what you're going to do is just start by writing out a list of the things about yourself where you're just like, I I, I don't want anyone to know that. I don't want anyone to think about that. I get really upset when someone points it out. Like think about those things that are triggers for you and just start writing them out. And you don't have to share this list with anyone. This is for yourself. So be really honest. Be really real with yourself. This is seriously, it sounds so basic, but you have to believe me. This is insanely powerful. It is so powerful when you can just claim all of those aspects of yourself. And it's like, yeah, these are some of my flaws and I'm aware of them. And it's not that you have to just be like, yeah, that's me. Take it or leave it. But kind of like, you don't have to be a jerk about it, but that is sort of the mentality where you're like, I accept that I'm not a perfect person. Here are some of my flaws, things that are works in progress, things that I'm working on and moving past. And I'm looking for someone that's okay with those because frankly, that's as much of it as anything else. Like when we are looking for a partner, we are looking for someone not only who has qualities that we love and adore and admire and that we think are so like sexy and amazing and wonderful, but also who has the quirks and idiosyncrasies that we can tolerate. Some people are going to have quirks and you're just like, I cannot deal with that. Like, ugh, impossible. But there's no such thing as a perfect person and there's definitely no perfect man. So you're going to have to find someone who has the things that are less than perfect that you can tolerate. And they're going to be, you need someone who can also tolerate your things that are less than perfect. So the way you're going to think about this is like, what are those things for me? So for me, I'll give you some examples and I'm going to be really honest with you guys, with you ladies, because this is, you know, these were things that I was really tried to reject and really tried to hide. And, you know, my husband sees them. Of course he sees them. Your husband, your person you're with, you know, really closely, like they're going to find out in an intimate relationship, like everything comes out. So you might as well know what some of these things are for you. So some examples for me were things like high maintenance. You know, someone could call me high maintenance and that would really trigger me. And, you know, I got to a point where it's just like, you know what? I get that. I am high maintenance. And that is totally okay. There is a scene in Friends that I just think is so like sums this up so perfectly. And it's Monica and Chandler. And Monica's like, I'm not high maintenance. And she's like really putting up a fuss about it. And if you watch friends, you know that Monica is like the most high maintenance bitch ever. Like she's so high maintenance. And Chandler gave the most perfect response 
And he said, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't think that's a negative thing because I'm happy to maintain you. And I thought that was so good. And that sums up this whole situation so perfectly because that's how Kobe is also. My husband, he doesn't mind that I'm high maintenance. He is happy to maintain me. And the way that I need to be maintained is something that he can meet. I'm not looking for things that he's unable to provide. And, you know, often enough, when someone was like, would use that against me, if I was dating someone and he said I was high maintenance, it's that he was unable to provide in the way that I desire to be provided for. And men that are in their masculine, they like to be providers and it can feel very defeating for them and emasculating to be unable to provide what the woman that they are interested in wants. And so, you know, me recognizing that, yes, there is a part of me that is high maintenance, but also it could just be that he's unable to provide what I need. It's not that I'm un like that I'm uh, unmaintainable. It's just high maintenance. And so it's like, I don't, I, I released the shame around that. I released the anxiety and the fear of like, Oh, let me make sure I don't seem high maintenance. Let me hold back what I actually want to need. Let me not express myself fully because I don't want to be high maintenance. If you're high maintenance, be high maintenance. Who cares? Just like be who you are, do what's real for you. It's definitely not about changing for a guy because also when you try to change for someone, especially when you're just doing it for them, you know, I think you have to make a distinction here between changing for someone versus evolving as a person, you know, changing for someone sort of implies that someone's like, I want you to be different in this way. And you're like, well, I want to be with you. So I'm going to be different in this particular way. And you're doing something that's not real for you, something that's not authentic, something that's not coming from that highest version of yourself in the hopes of pleasing someone versus I'm evolving. I am in a committed, loving relationship now with someone that I love and adore. And there's this behavior that I have that's hard to deal with. That's really obnoxious. That's really hurtful. So, you know, that that's sort of like, I'm evolving. I'm taking feedback from the person that I care for, and I'm wanting to become a better version of myself. And I mean, you it's not only in the context of a partner. You can obviously evolve on your own as well, and you can evolve based on a prompt from another person. And that can still be different than changing for someone else. I think that the idea of sort of evolving for your, it, for, it's really more for yourself. It's like, yeah, someone's pointing out this thing and I can see how I would be a higher version of myself if I did that less. Another one for me would be, I'm pretty straightforward. I'm super straightforward. I'm very straightforward in a lot of ways, but then not in other ways. So what I mean is that if I have an opinion about something and I feel strongly about it, then I might voice it really directly. And that can come off as bitchy. And I, for a long time, had a thing about being sweet. And I was just like, I'm really sweet. Like, it's really important that people think I'm sweet. Like, I'm a really nice girl. I'm not mean. And it, it's like a little weird. It's like, okay, if I'm bitchy sometimes, like, it's not a big deal. I know my heart. I know that like I'm a kind, loving, caring person. And I never go out intentionally being like, let me see if I can hurt anyone today. Never. But if someone interprets something that I say in a bitchy way, or if I deliver something in a way that's a little bit cutting, that's okay. I don't have to hate that about myself. I don't need to like try to be super sweet, like over the top, like giving to people and like trying to make them feel a certain way. Like I get to deliver my message. I get to say what's real for me. I will always do my best to be kind. It's never my intention to hurt anyone. 
And if I say something that someone interprets as being a little bit bitchy, it's no big deal. I can keep it like I can keep it moving. I don't have to get stuck on that. So those are two examples of me. I'm trying to see if I have any other, like if another one comes to mind, but it's very, very powerful when you can sort of see these are the things that, you know, I have going on that are maybe less than ideal. These parts of myself that I am rejecting, recognizing them is really the first step to just sort of starting to accept them. And then now you have this higher level of awareness. So when you see it coming up, when you can feel yourself sort of stepping into that thing that you don't like and that other people point out about you and that triggers you, you're going to stay with yourself instead of trying to escape it and allow the feedback, whatever it may be. So this is so powerful because we are very used to people defending themselves. When someone is willing to just receive, even if it comes across as negative or critical, it's like a huge, huge thing. It's a very noticeable thing when someone is just receptive because it shows that there is not so much weight in what another person is saying that they feel like they need to abandon themselves. And this is uncommon. It, the, you know, it's, it's, it's common for people to be really take it to heart when they get negative feedback to really defend themselves. That's what commoners do. And it's just a little bit, it's easier to connect. It's like this layer of vulnerability when you're sort of open to feedback, even if it's negative, even if it might be hurtful, even if, you know, it doesn't feel great to hear. It's just, it's a powerful thing to do. It's a powerful thing to witness and it's a powerful thing to experience for yourself. And getting to this place where you are able to sort of accept it because you have this certainty around yourself. You already know what those less than ideal things are about you and you're okay with them. And that way you can get more feedback from people and you can either decide, I hear what you're saying, I am going to evolve because I want to, or I hear what you're saying, it doesn't resonate with me. It allows a lot more to just sort of like fall away instead of making everything so personal and sort of hard to sit with. So this is a really incredible hack that you can apply if you're sort of ready to sort of step into that duchess version of you, if you step out of a commoner, out of being a commoner much more quickly and easily. So, you know, start recognizing those aspects of yourself that you've been pushing away and start to really embrace them. And you'll notice everything shift. And as you do that, as you start becoming aware of them, the more that you can not only accept it within yourself, but even just sort of embrace it, meaning like, be okay with it. Talk about it. Like, you know, as much as people might want to talk about like the things that are great about themselves, be able to say like, here's what is not so great about me, but I'm still totally okay with. That's like a huge level of acceptance. It's really, really powerful. And as you start to accept it, you start to, it starts to like bother you less and less. It becomes something that really doesn't trigger you. So, you know, to the point where it's like the examples that I gave, like there's nothing triggering to me about them now. Like if someone tells me that I'm high maintenance, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And I have really dark hair. Like, it's just like you were saying something like you're telling me information that is clear to me. Like, I'm not going to argue about it. Like I am not a blonde. I am not low maintenance. Like it's like, there's nothing that there's nothing upsetting about that to me. Like, that's just what it is. 
And that's like, a, it's a really good place to be. It makes a huge, huge difference in your dating when you can really embrace those aspects of yourself. So for some people, it could be something like, you know, I'm a little bit flaky or I can be really forgetful or I have very ditzy moments or my laugh is really loud. Like whatever it is, just start to embrace those aspects of yourself that you maybe have been judging yourself for that you haven't been showing acceptance of. You know, this is a really, really powerful step to sort of step into that Duchess energy. So there's my little hack. This went much longer than I had expected, but I hope it serves you powerfully. And if you want to get anything out of this, then actually do this. Sit down, do the exercise as I laid it out. So that is all I have for today. And I will look forward to talking to you again so soon. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast.